Hello everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Only a Podcast. Say hello Captain. Hello Captain, How episode 38. I know, um, it only seems like 37 doesn't it, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mm. know. Mm. Uh, we're alright though, everything's everything's happening, it's all happening. Uh, no it's not, it's really no. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's winter time obviously, it's, it is. things are not happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, uh, it is getting lighter in the evenings, so... Um, good. Right. That's, that. that's a good thing. Uh, right, as I was just saying to you before, so uh, the day before we do a recording, I'm like, oh, I haven't got much to talk about. Then on the morning we're going to do a recording, I start writing down all the stuff I've got to talk about. So it's another packed episode. Yeah. Packed, packed I tell you. Packed. Um, so um, shall, I'll get straight in, shall I? Um, crumpet throat laceration. Uh, is that a new band? Is that a full uh, album, uh, or is that an injury I is, suffered a couple of days ago? This, this is where we put up the <laughs> the job peel meme. Yeah, well, exactly. that's the new album from uh, Crumpet Throat yeah. Laceration. Yeah, from their '82 yeah. peel session. So I had a bizarre injury a couple of days ago. So I was eating a crumpet. Get this, folks in the UK, the crumpets over here are square. Imagine that square. Oh, it's terrifying, isn't it? It's, terrifying. it's good though. It's value for money. You can get round ones, but the square ones are. Uh, and they're uh, sort of serrated down the middle so you can break them in half and share them. Like, I'm going to share a crumpet with anyone. So, yeah, my love of crumpets led to an injury. So mm. it got a bit well toasted around the edge. So the corner was a bit, a bit on the burnt side, you know. And, of course, me scoffing crumpets. I didn't chew it enough, did I? So I've swallowed the crumpet and it's literally cut the back of my throat. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I may okay. be the first to have a crumpet throat laceration. I don't know, but, um Yeah. There you go. Bizarre injury. Had any bizarre injuries, folks? Let us know. Um, there was there was somebody in the paper the other day who, who got a little bit of a bone stuck in the back of her throat. Oh. She went to the doctors, and the doctor said, um, okay, go down to the supermarket and get yourself four litres of Coca-Cola and drink that. And she did, and it worked. And Because it, it dissolved it. It's acid. It just basically <laughs> dissolves the tiny bit of bone stuck your, in the back. Imagine what it's doing to your hamsters. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, that happened to me. Lots happened to me. I'm just going to crack on. Uh, I'm go on. I've got Taylor Swift tickets. I'm one yeah, of those. I'm one of those that managed to get some. I don't know anyone else that did. I know a lot of people that didn't. Uh, mm. Yeah. But you so did I, have three three computers. And, I did, but I think that's quite normal. <laughs> but the funny thing is I had three computers set up, each with like one browser open each, and I'd fire them all up like yeah. half an hour before the opening ticket office opening thing. And sat there for a couple of hours, probably, you know, yeah, two hours maybe, and nothing was happening. So I thought, oh, I might as well just open a couple of extra browsers. So I did that. And then 20 minutes later, I got in on the last browser on that I opened. The new so it's not a queue at all, because that one's only waiting about 20 minutes. So I got in on that yeah, one. Yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't think it's a queue. I think it's a lottery. And I think if you join before it opens, you've got no chance. So yeah, my advice, if maybe. you know, is to join. But the, God, it's a that's a joke, isn't it? I mean, three. I'm not going. Yes. By the way, the wife and the kids are going. I'm not going. It's in another mm. country, by the way, because because yeah. um, she's not coming to New Zealand. Uh, and if she no. had been, she would have gone to Auckland or Wellington. So um, yes. me living in the the arse end of the arse end of nowhere, uh, I would have had to have got on a plane mm. anyway, even to Auckland or Wellington. Well, so, you have got a stadium with a roof, but I'd, yeah, she wouldn't. Have yeah, it's not big it's enough. Too small. I too don't small. think. Yeah, I don't think we've got a big enough stadium in this country. So. 
so instead of flying to the North Island, I'm flying to Sydney with the family. I'm not actually going to the concert, uh, but we are going to make a little holiday of it uh, in February. It should be yeah. nice over there at that time of year. And my, you know, my, my daughter uh, is a huge fan of Taylor Swift and the concert happens to fall on her 16th birthday. so that's her birthday present sorted her christmas present sorted all future birthdays and christmases and wedding all sorted um, until she leaves home up until yeah or further than that it's gonna cost quite a lot of money but it's all right it's all right it'll be nice it'll be nice so we're scraping together the dollars we've got the flights booked now just got to get some accommodation but uh ah the whole ticket thing it's geez it's tough isn't it these days yeah yeah but yeah we won't go into that too much so, uh, yeah, I'll give you a couple more updates and then you, you've got a few uh, more interesting things to talk about. I don't know if, I've, if I mentioned this before, but I've got a, a new uh, Saturday morning pastime. No, that was new to me. Here's so a clue, uh, Here's a clue. Should it be new to anyone? You I've, got a, are, I've got a whistle. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, for those... You're uh, a not personal wa- trainer. Not watching. I'm a personal trainer. Look at me. You're the Mr. Motivator of Dunedin. <laughs> Mr. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm holding up a whistle. A referee's whistle, whistle no doubts. So I'm doing a bit of uh, refereeing for the kids' football team on a oh. uh, on a Saturday morning. I've done three of them now, and it's all right. God, it's a bit cold and windy last week, but it's yeah. fine. These are like 12 and 13-year-old girls, so they're terrifying. Um, <laughs> that was, that was. By no coincidence, after doing three refereeing uh, assignments, I went to Specsavers for new glasses last week. <laughs> I realised that, yeah, my, si- my, my six-year-old glasses, are, yeah, so, mm. so I get to do glasses as well. So, yeah, doing a bit Fair of that. Enough. And one more thing. So I was on a call, a work team meeting, Zoom call thing the other day, and uh, uh, yeah, what you been up to at the weekend? Or, you know, I said, oh, I've recorded a new podcast and... I said, I hope you're all listening to it. Oh, and uh, Nicola, who, who's, uh, who works at my place, she kind of sets up new PCs and things like that, new laptops. Uh, she said, yeah, she said, I use it for testing headphones when I'm setting up new laptops. So we, mm, so we have a purpose, it seems. I don't know if we should be charging well, for this. Service. I'll take oh. it. Listen to listen. A hit's a hit, right? Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so or more th- than one. Yeah, so thanks, <laughs> Nicola, for listening. I think um, speech. Yeah, speech um, yeah. Okay. So, um, cool. yeah, That's great. Uh, you've got you've got some more. Uh, I've got some more trivia and in-depth stuff to talk about. Small things, and I've got some in-depth things. Yeah, and we, we just mentioned on the sporting front um, that the Tour de France is back. Uh, we're about are we six stages in? Yeah, I just watched the highlights yeah. of stage six. That was a belt, wasn't it? Oh. Cracking stuff uh, over here, folks. Um, we get, I don't think, I think there'll be parts of the world where you don't get it. Um, we get 10 minutes highlights every day on YouTube. Um, other parts of the world probably don't get that because you have to pay to watch or if it's not on uh, but it's it, For those in the UK, which is most of you listening, um, it's on ITVX. The highlights every day uh, because cool on the stuff. last episode you you talked about the uh, Netflix doco uh, yeah, Tour de France I was changing I, I went straight off and watched it after you recommended it and I've, I've been binged yeah. it in a couple of days brilliant it's, it's really good yeah so so we don't know everything there is to know no all there is to know <laughs> uh, one thing I do know though because you know I've I think I might have said before I, I bought a road bike a couple of years ago and since moving to this house uh, a year and a half ago which is up up a hill. Yeah. Road bike hasn't been out, and I, I've, yeah, these Tour de France, they do the Pyrenees and the Alps and all that, but they couldn't get up my street. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure they couldn't. Um, so there's some steep stuff around where you are. Oh, the steepest street in the world is not far from Indeed. me. Indeed, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
So, um, no, it's quite, uh, yeah, so I want to get my bike out. It's inspired me to get my bike out, but I know wherever I go, I've got to get up the hill to get back again. So mm. might have to chuck it on the back of the car and drive down the hill and <laughs> do that. Because I, honestly, I don't, I struggle to walk up that hill, never mind ride a bike up it. Anyway, carry yeah, on, it's, sorry. It's tough, no, it's tough walking up Baldwin Street there, though. That's yeah. about a steep, bit steep. Um, uh, you did a bit of sporting trivia. I spotted, um, and congratulations to Hannah Dingley, Mm. Who's Hannah Dingley? I hear you say she is the new interim head coach of Forest Green Rovers of League Two, which is the fourth tier of yes of English football. Yeah. And she stepped up from the academy apparently because um, Duncan Ferguson, the old Everton warhorse, forward disorderly, yeah, was um, indeed was was um, dispensed with um, because he only won one of his eighteen games in charge. So um, uh, you can bet that. Um, People could do better than that, I think. And, uh, I'll let you tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, see yeah. you, pal. Um, so, yeah, Hannah Dingley. I should watch uh, with interest how she gets on. Um, you, you can imagine uh, the the England latest coach, uh, Serena Wiegmann, making a great success of, of men's football. Uh, and more of it, please. It's, uh, yeah. it's cool. It, it's great. Very I will cool. be watching that closely. I've got a soft spot for Forest Green Rovers. What a great club. Yeah. Just start following cool them a bit, bit more, really. Um, yeah. yeah, good. Oh, and the Women's World Cup, the teams have started arriving, haven't they, over here? They've but, started to arrive here, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, ne- my next door neighbour is, uh, is, is is deeply involved in uh, uh, Eden Park, and um, yeah, he's absolutely exhausted at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's just died for it to begin. Yeah. I've uh, been off a ranging. I just want it to start now. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we shall see. It should be some mm. good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, tickets not too expensive. No, um, really good. I've got tickets for a 20, couple of games. 20 bucks up to about 80 bucks, I think. So yep. that's not bad. Like a tenner for the cheap stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Right. Uh, what have we got? What have we got? Um, right. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching things on the telly. Um, I've been watching Gallows Pole, which is the adaptation of the Ben Meyer no- Byers novel. Filmed by Shane Meadows, who um, did This Is England. Uh, there's been a rash of filming going on in, in the north of England, as we know. Um, it may be that Sally Wainwright, who did Happy Valley and Last Tango in Halifax and one or two others, is entirely responsible for filming of um, Marvel's secret invasion um, in in Halifax, <laughs> folks. Okay. Uh, so Nick Fury and Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Um who plays him in, in Yorkshire? What is that all? What's all that about? Anyway, there's a load of there's a load of filming going. Even Peaky Blinders has been filmed up there. It tells I I I, mm. I missed that. You you watched it, man. But oh, there you should we watch go. it. It's never too late. So I've been getting into um, Gallows Pole because that's where my parents' house is. About I don't know about a mile from uh, Bell House, which is where um, David Hartley and his gang of ne'er do wells hung out. And I have here uh, the original one of the original books, which I've won as a school prize. Hooray! Uh, in the first year of grammar school, clip a bright guinea. It's called by John Marsh, and I'm reading it again, uh, which allows me to um, grumble a lot about the TV adaptation of Gal's Pole, which is um, a fact-free zone. Um, and also, as I read after I watched it, somewhat of a prequel to the whole thing. And because it is that, it misses out a lot of the action mm. that I was looking forward to. Yeah. 
where they tangle with the excise men and, and start killing people and all the, all other such things. Um, the the Gallowspool prequel has a happy ending, for God's sake, um, when it went on to having much more drama after that. Mm -hmm. Is there, will there be a series two? I have no idea. There's much speculation that there might be, especially because some of the actors that were announced at the beginning haven't been in it yet. Right. Um, okay. But the thing that annoyed me about it most was not necessarily so much the modern language, but the modern use of it. Um, if you think back to This Is England, a bunch of teenagers in that. And there's a lot of teenage faffing about in, in, in Gallows Pole uh, to fill up that episode. There's one bit where the two major protagonists, David Hartley and his estranged wife, which is weird because she wasn't really estranged in real life, um, have a sort of teenage-style argument where they sort of go, well, you're sitting too close to me. Uh, go away. You're sitting, you, you know, go further away. You're sitting over there. I can still hear you. You know, doing all this stuff. I was thinking five minutes of this. I'm thinking, mm. can you get on with the story, please? So it's three, three hour episodes. Um, the scenery is great. Um, there are some bits which get quite funny and, um, and engaged me once it's sped up. But basically, 75 minutes of that three hours, nothing happens mm. much. You learn that they're poor and they attend a wake of David's father and they have a few beers and they do a lot of swearing. And that's what kind of happens. So mm -hmm. it takes 75 minutes with no preamble, no story. Wow. Okay. No, If you didn't know the story, you spend those 75 minutes going, when's something going to happen? Mm. Anywho, so that was that. It's, um, it's funny when they do that, isn't it? When you get a book adaptation, go to TV. Because I remember um, a couple of years ago, The Luminaries – Right, they did a TV. Mm. I was really looking forward to it because yes. it took me it took me ages to get around to reading the book, and I was reading the book, and I was about halfway through the book when the TV series started. Yeah, so yeah. I thought oh, I'd be okay because it's gonna it come, it's on every week, so it's gonna take six weeks for the so I'll we'll have finished the book by the time you know I'll always be ahead, so I'm not gonna get spoilers from the TV show. Well, they completely screwed with it, didn't they, with the timelines? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the ending was happening in the first episode, and it was yeah. So the yeah. I mean the book shifted you about a bit, but. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess there's that, that kind of semi-mystical thing going on in that one. And mm. also in Gallus Pole, I have to say, he is mm. followed around by uh, some spooky characters who are entirely in his head. So you see these three um, stag men, as they're called. Mm. They have large antlers and mask, uh, skull mask mm. things going on on long raggedy robes and ghostly mm. presences are about. Mm. And that's fair enough for a sort of tormented soul. Uh, but just a few too many minutes of it was spent waiting for something to mm, happen oh, or okay. some. Oh, it might be worth. So if you, you, so you're still waiting for the future episodes, are you? It's not happened yet. Well, not finished yet. I, 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 I were, were there to be a series two, I would feel honour bound to watch it to see if it got yeah more exciting and better. So did you say it's but three moment, three hour episodes? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Three, no, sorry, three one-hour episodes. Oh, right. No, was, three okay. one-hour episodes. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. But uh, it left a happy ending and everybody in the village is, is woo, yeah, great. Isn't yeah. what happened, folks. Anywho. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. Moving on. Uh, we thought we'd do, we, we'd put this down as a thing that we might do. So I thought, hey, I'll do one. Uh, and it's a complete works thing. 
Um, if anybody wants to um, tell us about the complete works of any particular cultural It's quite artist, tricky, this one, isn't it? any kind. Pretty but, tricky, um, this one. It, it, it's pretty tricky. And I spotted one on my shelves um, because it's of manageable size, and hopefully I won't bang on too long about it. Excuse me, but it's Stone so Roses albums, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the the Lars, works of, the Lars, works of Stone yeah. Roses, complete works of the Lars, indeed. Yeah. Uh, mm, no, and uh, it's not quite as barren as that uh, in 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 time and scope. Um, I'm going to talk about a guy called Derek Raymond, who is best known for his Factory series of crime novels, and I have them all here in a pile. Um, I'm not going to hold them up just yet. Um, yeah, an interesting guy and um, strange and terrifyingly interesting crime novels, which not everyone will have read. Um, quite hard to get hold of, I think. Uh, you can get pretty much all of the ones in the Factory series on ebook. Um, but I was around in the uh, 90s when these things came out in your actual proper books. Um, probably out of print by now, I think. Um, he was born... Uh, Robert Cook in 1931, and he was an old Etonian uh, who just faffed about for most of his life, really, and annoyed a lot of people until he became a writer. He, he dropped out at 17. Uh, he sort of did his national service, and then he sold a bit of lingerie down the market, and then he swanned about in Chelsea for a bit, not doing very much. And then he swanned around in Paris, and then he swanned around in New York, and he had a brush with crime, and he came back to London. And he wrote his first book about the kind of dissolute, lounging around life that he knew called A Crust on Its Uppers. And that was uh, first published in 1962. Uh, so it was basically about posh people and um, not posh people in London uh, and the kind of life they had. Um, I have to say he collected ex-wives and children and... <laughs> um, uh, as he moved on, he swanned about in Italy, and then he went back to France uh, for more detail about the phenomenal swanning about. Uh, you could read his Wikipedia page and, and be gobsmacked at the amount of things that he didn't really do or make success of or stick with for very long. At the end of the 70s, finally we get to it, folks, um, after having left life number three, um, he became a cab driver in London, and his books were still not earning very much. Um, the first book, somewhere here, uh, in the Factory series, he died with his eyes open, came out in 1984 under the pen name of Derek Raymond. It's a pen name. Um, he adopted that because he didn't want to be confused with either the American writer called Robin Cook or the Shadow Minister for Health, who was also called Robin Hook, Cook Cook in, in Britain at the time. Um, just to say, the Factory series, uh, a kind of, they were kind of, they are police procedurals, and in which is an unnamed sergeant at the Met's Department of Unexplained Deaths, or A14. And A14 is not like Scotland Yard. It handles all the deaths of not famous people and low lives and um, things that don't grab the attention, or the newspapers, um, which is generally handled by the, the Serious Crimes Division. Um, uh, the sergeant is good at handling, um, catching psychopaths, um, but he's extremely insubordinate. doesn't get on with any of his comrades or the top brass. Um, uh, he's only tolerated because 
he catches these evil bastards um, and gets success where not many other people do. Mm. And he, where he, uh, he, he, he goes where others even fear to tread, these absolute crazy people that he goes after. Mm. Uh, the exchanges with his superiors in the books are absolutely fantastic and often hilarious because he just has no, no respect for them at all. Um, so to give you an idea, uh, The Devil's Home and Leave, book two, if I had to say that if you read only one of these, this would be it. It reads like a screenplay. It's superbly well-written. There is not a spare sentence in it, and yet yeah, you okay. get all you need to know out of it. Um, a man is found killed and parceled up in five shopping bags in a multi-storey car park. Nice. Yeah. Uh, probably the only one that could be remotely considered filmable, I have to say, because... Okay. If you filmed any of the other ones, they'd have to pull their punches so much that you'd miss out on a lot of the horror. Uh, uh, it would be pretty scary. Uh, yeah, not very nice. But they're definitely psychopaths that he's after. Um, so and they, he went on to write uh, three more from that, uh, How the Dead Live. Uh, and the book four is I Was Dora Suarez, which people may have heard of. Um, because no, the London this. rock band Gallon Drunk, the London rock band, um, collaborated with um, Derek Raymond on an album in which he uh, narrates parts of that book. Um, uh, it's basically about the murder of a sex worker who is Dora and her old lady friend by a serial killer. Uh, quite repulsive in places. Mm. Again, you need a strong you need a strong disposition to to read most of these things, um, but they are, uh, you know, for anyone interested in noir novels, um, they are pretty much essential. Um, uh, it should be read by all those into, into noir, uh, but be those with strong disposition. Um, mm, so okay. he went on to write more after that, um, mm. having got a certain measure of fame and... Uh, he wrote one called Nightmare in the Street, 1988, which was only published in 2006. It features a French policeman called Kleber, who has many of the characteristics of the unnamed detective sergeant in the factory novels. Uh, he also wrote a kind of memoir um, called Hidden Files. That was 1992, uh, which tells you much more about him personally and his attitudes uh, and the books he wrote. Um, the last one. As I said to you the other week, I was waiting for a book to arrive because um, I found it on Abe Books. Is not till the Red Fog Rises, um, which is about a hard man called Gust, um, who's on parole after serving 10 years for armed robbery and gets tangled up with uh, the machinery of the state and a whole array of villains uh, and who don't generally come off best when they meet up with Gust, I have to say. Um, there is a film, there's one film of He Died With His Eyes Open, which is a French film, which I've not seen. I was trying to track that down. It stars Charlotte Rampling and uh, Michel Serrault, who I've not heard of, but I've heard of Charlotte, obviously. Mm, mm. Uh, and I want to track that down. Yeah, um, good stuff. So, yeah, that's Derek Raymond. Um, do read the Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, I've, I've has, made a note to do has, that. Yeah, that's great. Has, he has uh, much more on his uh, an amazingly um, ill-led life. Right. Um, and um, as I say, if you can find a factory novel, 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look out for them. Sample definitely, it, sample definitely it can have a go at one of them. Try one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So that was our first complete works. Uh, people, if you've yeah. got any complete works, I suspect that most people will have uh, bands or recording artists that they will know the complete works of more than anything else, yeah. but maybe not. Maybe you know the complete works of a painter or something. I don't know. It could but, be anything. Yeah, let us know. Let's know. Yeah. Um, a couple of telly things. So uh, obviously I watched the Tour de France thing, as I said earlier. Um, just over the last week or so, three three different people have said to me, oh, have you watched that thing, Colin, from Accounts? Um, have you heard of this? The trailers were all watched over. watched it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought I'd better give that a go. So I watched the f- first episode last night. Um, yeah. so that's as far as I've got. Um, mm. yeah, it's going to be all right, I think. I don't know. What do you reckon? I we watched the whole thing, and yeah. I started off thinking it's just, just not my thing at all. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the whole thing. <laughs> so there okay. you go. There you go. Um, right. Okay. Husband, husband and wife actor team. Oh, are they? I didn't um, know that. Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Australian show. It folks. is an Australian show, and it came here obviously uh, quite quickly. Uh, yeah. And. We did, as as a as a house, uh, watch the whole thing. Um, yeah, I thought the kids could comedic. watch it as well. It didn't seem too... I don't, no. No. Um, oh, it's on good. TVNZ Plus over here, and I think it's on Netflix in the UK. I think. Mm, I think. Possibly. But anyway, yeah. it's called Colin from Accounts. It's about a couple that... Well, they're not a couple, a couple of strangers that meet when the, the guy hit, accidentally hits his mug with his car because yeah. he gets distracted while driving, uh, shall we say. And, uh, the dog yeah, lives, folks. The dog lives. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they kind of have to look after the dog. That's all I know so far. But, um, mm. and, uh, I've also noticed, noticed, haven't watched it yet, but maybe this weekend there's a new documentary on Netflix about wham exclamation. Mark. I have, yes, I have seen that and I have marked it down for yep. watching as well. So yep. maybe we'll both have got round to that by yeah, next time. Uh, hopefully this weekend. Um, it's, yeah, uh, it's, cool. I'm getting more and more affectionate for the old eighties bands or more and more respect, but I have more and more respect for them. As yeah, I've yeah. gotten older, I just when I yeah. was a kid, like I was a teenager throughout the eighties, and I just thought they were just pop stars that appeared on top of the pops and didn't do much. But I, I started to appreciate they were songwriters and musicians, and you know, yes, and all that creative folks. Yeah, yeah, they were. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So um, we've got a few minutes left. We should talk about Glastonbury got, a little bit. Um, well, there we there we go with an eighties person that we previously really wasn't you know all that concerned about. Mm. Let's say um, Rick Askley's performance of the Smiths. Brilliant. Cannon with um, Blossoms, who are a rock band from uh, Stockport yeah. near Manchester, yeah. was one of the best. Who, best who would I've have thought in, in, in 1989, if you said one day that lad there is going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, we need to talk about Elton John. Um, Obviously, do. it was phenomenal, right? Some of the guest uh, appearances, I'm not so sure about, but it was it was phenomenal. All those hits, all those hits, one after the other, and it got me thinking a little bit about. So he's a legend. We won't see him around much longer on stage, and you know all these other legends that are you know Rolling Stones and all these people that are out there doing these things. And Glastonbury always has someone of that ilk, don't they? Paul McCartney, even he's in that bracket. Yeah. Will we have those legends in? Uh, Glastonbury 2045, who's going to be doing the Legends spot when mm-hmm. Elton and Paul and all them are all all gone? Who, will there be Legends? Who's it going to be? Ed Sheeran? Who's it, who's it going to be? I, I, 
don't know. Or will it be like, um, I don't know, will bands like Foo Fighters, I don't know, still be around? Are they legends? I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to have say. legends, are we, in 20 or 30 years' time? Because it's a bit it more... It will be interesting. I, I, we, we just, I obviously just be talking about Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, she'll be one. Possibly. Probably. Yeah. Maybe the uh, solo artists would be the ones. Um, yeah. The big solo artists now who can fill stadiums mm. will still be filling stadiums because... But, uh, yeah. but you would entirely understand if they just went, well, done enough now. Yeah, exactly. There's so much money in it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if we won't have the likes of Rod Stewart and what have you. I mean, it would have been... I suppose people like George Michael would have would have fallen into that category. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they're in their 60s. He just would have turned 60 last week, right, George Michael? So, uh, mm. anyway... Um, may never say never. You know, you could, maybe Hosier will still be doing it in <laughs> 20 years' time. Who knows? Yeah. Or, or the 1975. I'm not um, entirely serious with that comment. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe as um, well. Uh, a couple more things very quickly um, so okay. pin, he opened with Pinball Wizard Elton yes got me thinking I wonder how many pinballs, pinball machines there are between Soho and Brighton Ooh. if you wanted to play them all mm. I bet there's what's the road the A23 what's the road A, it's just the A23 yes. A23 from Soho down to Brighton I bet there isn't one pinball machine on that road Croydon Croydon no, there might be one in Croydon yeah Mm. And uh, the one near the airport, what's that town called? Uh, yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't reckon there's any. Uh, and why did they choose Soho down to Brighton as in that song? Well, that's places? where the mods used to go, didn't it? Ah, oh, of course. Gov. Oh, God, of course. I mean, you know, they were. They were, of course they slightly, were. Slightly mod, you know. Modish, mod, mod, modish, yeah. modish. And finally, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Looks like Glastonbury Link there. Did you see her do the thing with Sparks? Yes, yes yeah, brilliant. doing the thing with Sparks. Great stuff. Very good. Uh, did you know she made a cameo appearance in Hot Fuzz? No. Neither did I until last week. Uh, ah. She does okay. a cameo. You know, there's that bit where uh, they're, they're at a crime scene and they're all in hazmat suits, all in white suits yeah. doing... She's one of them. Right. Peter Jackson's also in it as well. Ah, uh, yeah. In hot fuzz. So, uh, cameo appearances in films, folks. Let us know. Any who's, good a storm, ones. who's a stormtrooper? I forgot who it was. Who's a uh, stormtrooper? Yeah. Um, <sighs> Come on. Yeah. yeah we should the, be reminded by somebody famous is in a stormtrooper outfit. Yeah, you're I right. can't you're quite right. remember who that is. Oh, it's George Lucas. Is it? No, uh, no. There's a there's an actually thing going on in there, uh, I think. Can't quite uh, remember I don't know. who it is. Someone will tell me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, done on my list. Sorry, you you, you got I've any got more? One, just one more, really. It's Go an on. album. Uh, I know we were on uh, with the Betty Levette album last time around, and mm. I, there's another soul album that popped up on Twitter with uh, a couple of guys, Ian and Mark, um, otherwise known as Acoustic Eggbox and Monkey Picks, and they were talking about the new album from Acantha Lang, which is called Beautiful Dreams, and. Um, uh, if you want a Gladys Knight styled, smooth soul singer, not a growler. He, mm. She doesn't overplay things. She doesn't mm. try to stuff too many notes mm. into the songs. She just lets the songs breathe. And she's from New Orleans and she's uh-huh. based in London. And I've been listening to that record. Great. And it's great. So we'll put another link up with a 
Good stuff. Of yeah, I did, I... Uh, oh, there's a live session. There's a little live session on a playlist, and um, she's very, very good indeed. Oh, we'll give that a listen. I did listen to the Betty Lafayette one, uh, Lavette, Betty Lavette one last week. Yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's, that's me. We're done, can, innit? We're done. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've also written down on my list here, Threads. So I I clicked the button last night on Instagram. Do you want threads? I went, yeah, go on, I'll have a bit of, I'll have a bit of threads. Don't unclick it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, I'm in now, aren't I? Yeah, you can't retire from. Uh, no. There you go, folks. If you go into threads, folks, on the back of your Instagram, don't be tempted to cancel it because it will kill your Instagram as well, mm-hmm. apparently. So that's one way of getting everyone to stay in, isn't it? And bump yeah. up their numbers. Yeah. It looked exactly anyway. the same as Twitter. And I went into it and it's lively and it's buzzing along. I don't know how long people have been on it, but it it's, it's, it's just there. But I'm, I'm tired of the whole thing. I don't really do anything on social media anymore. I don't even look at it some days. I'm a bit over it all. No. Uh, but there we go. Uh, all right. I reckon we said enough. So reach out to us yes. on uh, Twitter, on Facebook on Instagram, not on threads because we're not there yet, but we might if you think we should. On uh, YouTube. You can comment on YouTube. You can comment on YouTube. Just... Do that. Comment on that on our YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Why not? Uh, yeah. And I reckon you should say goodbye, Captain. No, goodbye, Captain. See you later, folks. Have a good time. Whatever Martiwa. you choose to do. Yeah, Martiwa. <laughs>